we felt like we were in a parade because we were walking down the middle of Main Street and they were saying, welcome back. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back, everyone, to another bonus edition of the DCL Duo. And as with past bonus editions here recently, we've been talking to folks who have spent some time down at the resorts during COVID period and after the resorts have opened. Tonight, we have a guest on who actually was able to spend some time at Disney World and Hilton Head. We'll get into both. But at Disney World, after the parks had reopened. And so we haven't had anyone talk to us yet about sort of the parks apart from the hotels. And so wanted to have Janelle on. Welcome, Janelle. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for being here. This is great. Why don't we dive right in? I know you started your trip by heading over to Hilton Head, I think on the 5th of July. Why don't we start there? What what was it like over at the Hilton Head Resort? Hilton Head is great. This is our second time staying at the Disney property at Hilton Head, and we really, really enjoyed everything. We had a two-bedroom villa that overlooked the marsh, and it was exactly like going home to Disney Paradise when we checked in. It was just great. Check-in was a little different there because they don't have the My Disney Experience app, so they just requested that one person go up to the lobby to check-in rather than your whole party. They did require masks on property everywhere, and they did enforce it, even if you were walking we saw a couple walking ahead of us far away and there was no one around and a cast member walked by and she asked them to pull their mask up. So they were definitely enforcing everything there. And did you see, I mean, we've heard about some of the lobbies that plexiglass up and that kind of stuff. Is it the similar at uh, yeah. Hilton Head? Yeah, yeah, they had plexiglass up there and a few things had changed in the lobby. That's where they had a storyteller. We show up, his name's Blue with the shadow, the dog. And so you know, the resort offerings were definitely trimmed back. And I could notice that just because we've been there before. But I don't know if you if this was your first time, I don't know if you would really notice. What were some of the resort offerings that were that were trimmed back? Like what what things were missing? Yeah, like every Tuesday, they have Star Spangled Tuesday, which I think is just the highlight of the summer. And they actually set off fireworks from a little dock out in the marsh. So they didn't have that going on. They would have pool games all themed around red, white and blue. And they would have barbecue at the quick service there. So that was missing. And that was and they would have like games and dancing and stuff. We did it two summers ago. And it was a lot of fun. The quick service over at the beach house actually only opened. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that was a bummer because we were there Sunday through Friday. So we virtually missed the entire quick service over there. They did have the bar open and they had a few, like they had a Mickey pretzel, which was cool. And <laughs> so, I mean, we had to get that and they had like a Mickey shaved ice, but you know, there, you could definitely sense that there were a few things missing, but I mean, the pool was still great. The cast members were there. So, it, and, and the beach is just amazing. Step through a couple of things, I guess, there at that resort, your room. Do you notice anything different? Like we've heard about remotes and plastic and things like that. But what any big differences that stood out for you in the room? Yeah, same thing. Uh, remotes were in plastic. They had little signs up that said they had enhanced cleanings. I noticed, I don't know if this was before, but like we had, since we had a two bedroom, we needed like some extra pillows and blankets. And they actually had those in like a bag that had a sealed clip on it. And so like they knew when you opened up and used the bags or the pillows and the blankets. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, I don't know if I've ever noticed that before, but all the kitchen utensils were there. Everything was the same. And assume all the cast members you encountered were probably wearing masks. Yeah, absolutely. And they were, well, always, always wearing a mask. Yeah. 
Well, so I haven't been to Hilton Head. It's one of the resorts we haven't been to yet. Is it fairly self-contained in terms of a resort? Like, would you venture out to go to restaurants or other things around the resort? Yeah, there's no table service restaurants at Hilton Head. So you you do have to walk off property. And the pool on site, I guess, how did that go? Was that, did that feel pretty safe overall? What, any sort of special measures they were taking that you saw? Yeah, we, there's, so there's two pools for the Disney Hilton Head. There's one on the actual property and then there's a beach house that's about a mile and a half away. And that Mm -hmm. has a pool also. And we saw people constantly wiping down surfaces. They even closed the slide momentarily to wipe down the handles and the you know, the, all the things that the kids would touch going up the slide, they were wiping down chairs. So they asked you as soon as you were leaving to kind of fold the top of your lounge chair forward to signify that you're done and you're gone. And then they would go and mm. clean your chair. And then once that was done, then you could go grab a new chair if you wanted. The thing that we ran into at Hilton Head that we didn't run into at Disney World was pool capacity. So once all of the pool chairs were full at Hilton Head, the pool was technically full. Whereas two years ago, it wasn't like that. You could throw two or three people in a chair and it wasn't a big deal. But that was kind of how I think they were figuring out capacity for their pool, which was definitely lower than it had been before. And sorry, were both pools open or just one? Yep, both pools were open, which was mm. really awesome because the beach house pool is just great to be able to go between the beach and the pool. And the kids really like having that flexibility to be at the beach for a few hours. And then you can go in and rinse off and then jump in the pool. So, so I really did feel like it was an authentic Hilton Head vacation. Like it was really great. And how is the, is the beach? Uh, I assume the beach there is kind of private to Disney or were people coming on the beach from the uh, the surrounding community? Yeah, it's actually not private to Disney. I think oh. it is at Vero, but it's really not at Hilton Head. And actually, we did notice that the beach was much more crowded than when we had gone two years ago. So we were a little concerned about that, but everybody was really spaced out very well on the beach. I just think more people are doing beach vacations and things over there since there's not a lot of other things to do. <laughs> so venturing out to, into the community for food and such, did that also feel fairly safe or uh, any concerns there? Yeah, it, w- it was a little different. I know Hilton Head right before we got there did issue a mass ordinance for the community. So that had changed. They had not had one before. As you know, South Carolina started spiking, um, which was, you know, just great. Right before our vacation, the two hotspots were South Carolina and Florida. And we're like, we're going to both. So I felt like people were pretty, you know, they they followed the rules with the off-property restaurants. Our servers were wearing masks. We ate at uh, one restaurant that's really popular down there, Giuseppe's. And we decided to try to eat at a little bit earlier hours than normal so that we could get in, beat the rush, and then stay away from people. So we ate about 4.30, 4.45. We went in, didn't have a problem getting a table. And there weren't a lot of people around us, which was good. When we left more closer to like 6.30, there was a crowd of people waiting out front. So I felt like when you're traveling, you kind of have to think about maybe doing some things in some off-peak hours. And at the resort, were they doing any sort of temperature checking that you saw? No, they weren't. I thought that was a little interesting, but yeah, there was no temperature checks at all. How full did you feel like the resort was? was it, did it seem like it was at, at operating at a fairly good capacity or reduced capacity? 
Yeah, we actually asked because we were curious and they said they were pretty close to 100% full, which I thought was very interesting, but I never felt like the resort resort was 100%. We were nervous about getting a spot at the pool one day when we were just going to have a pool day at the like the feature pool on property. And we got Mm -hmm. there like right around lunch a little bit later. And that's kind of like peak time for the pool. We couldn't find a chair. But then as soon as trivia was over in the pool, then everybody left. So then we (laughs) were able to find chairs. Well, before we head down to the star of the show, which is Walt Disney World here, what anything else from Hilton Head that sort of stood out for you that we haven't talked about? No, I think that was it. We did some grocery pickups in Hilton Head and I would recommend picking up your groceries as opposed to going to the grocery store there. As a lot of people have used that as kind of a measuring stick that Disney feels a lot safer than a grocery store and I would have to <laughs> concur with that. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's head south. Yeah, let's head south from Hilton Head to Walt Disney World. Now, I know you headed down there on Split DVC stay and your first mm-hmm. half of your stay was at Boulder Ridge. Mm-hmm. How was it at Boulder Ridge? Pretty similar to, to Hilton Head or any major differences that you saw? Yeah, and we've stayed at Boulder Ridge before as well. And, you know, here when we were driving down, we kept checking the app to see when our room was ready because um, that's how you check in at a Disney resort is do all your online check-in before and then they'll just send you your room number uh, once you log into my Disney experience. So we kept checking that. And I think our room was ready right about four, which I thought was good considering all the additional cleaning they had to do. And we just went right up to our room. Now, unfortunately, my magic band and my husband's magic band did not work on the door. So I don't know what was up with that. Both of my son's magic bands worked. So they opened the door. And then you can also unlock your door on my Disney experience. So I used that as well. I really knew that they were trying to keep people away from the front desk. So I actually actually used the chat feature on my Disney experience to chat with a cast member and say, hey, my magic band's not working on my door. Is there anything I could try to do? And I actually asked them several questions throughout the trip. And I thought that that was a really helpful thing. I, I asked for more pillows one night and the pillows were up in minutes. And so I thought that that was a nice added feature. Oh, that's great. Is is that I I don't know if I've used the chat feature in the app before, but I don't think it's new, right? I think it might be new. So it's in the My Disney Experience, and there's just a little button that says "Chat with us." I actually really like that. I've said a few times. I I think there are some things that are that they're adding or changing mm-hmm. that I just think it would be great if they they stuck around. I hope they do. I wish they'd introduce the My Chat on on uh, Disney Cruise Line. I suspect oh, I they might. <laughs> I hope so. That would be great. Any other big, big differences that stood out for you at the resort as compared to sort of Hilton Head? Um, in Boulder Ridge, um, we went to the pool one day and we love the DVC pool over there. And we were kind of just shocked at the difference between kind of the lack of cleaning at the Boulder Ridge pool and compared to what we saw at Hilton Head. What was the capacity of the pool like? Did it feel more oh. crowded or about the same? No, it actually wasn't that crowded. I feel like at Hilton Head, that was, you know, kind of one of the major attractions. How was Boulder Ridge in terms of capacity? How did you, did you get a sense that, did it feel emptier than usual or, you know, what was your sense? It definitely felt empty. We were there from the 10th, so the day before the parks open to the 14th, and we would walk around and see no one. I have so many pictures on my phone of the lobby that looks like I took them at 2 a.m., but it was at like 7 or, you know, 5.30, and there was just no one there. You know, yesterday when we checked out of Boardwalk, it almost felt a little bit normal. Like it almost, it made me happy to see like families checking in and people getting off the Magical Express. You know, I was almost like Disney's back. 
Well, anything else about Boulder Ridge before we head over to the sort of second half of your stay from a resort perspective? No, we just, we really enjoyed that stay. I think one of the cool things about the stay was that we did have some more time at the resort. Like I said, we did some scavenger hunts and we just kind of explored the resort. That lobby is amazing. And we enjoyed dinner at Whispering Canyon Cafe. So it was kind of nice to just, because I'm a, I love being in the parks and if the parks are open, I want to be there, but it was kind of cool to be at your resort. And that was, that was all that you could do, but we really, really enjoyed our stay there. Well, let's head over to the second part of your trip, Janelle, and, you, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into the parks. I, I want to circle back and talk about the experience at the parks, but wanted to sort of tackle the resorts first. So um, I know your second half of your stay was over at the Boardwalk and mm-hmm. um, any, anything different over at the Boardwalk from the Hilton Head or Boulder Ridge? Too much. Again, we got our room notification on My Disney Experience. We went up. Again, my magic band didn't work. I don't know why, but... <laughs> But But our room was great. This was our first day at the boardwalk. So we were excited to go and explore that resort. My kids were scared of the clown pool, but actually the slide (laughs) is excellent. That slide is really great. But there were times when the boardwalk was absolutely empty and that felt really weird. There were a few times where there was a few more people, but definitely not the hustle and bustle that it normally has. Well, I should have asked at Boulder Ridge and Boardwalk, you know, what was available to you in terms of like restaurants and such? Yeah, I was just thinking of that. There was at the Boardwalk, there was not a lot open. A lot of the little kind of stands, the kiosks that have food, none of those were open. The pizza window was open. The bakery was open. I was really sad that Ample Hills was not open because I really wanted to try that. But that was not open. Flying Fish was not open. Tratora was open. The gift shop was open. However, I did notice inside the gift shop, you know, they have kind of the bakery window or, you know, kind of section where they would have candy apples and candies and sweets and stuff. They didn't have anything in there. They had put kind of prepackaged candy and stuff in there to take up space. So there's definitely, you know, even though some things are open, there's definitely some things missing in there. And so how are the crowds on the boardwalk? Justin said he had a night where they walked around. They didn't see practically anyone. Was it still relatively empty while you were there? Yeah, it really was. And I think just because there was not a lot open, there was not a lot of things that you could do. You could tell that there was people staying at the resort that, you know, we got pizza down there one night for dinner. But yeah, there was not a lot of people. Well, and you know, I should have asked you this up front, Janelle. I'm realizing we're missing a piece of the equation here, which is who's who's with you on this trip? Oh, yeah. So it was my husband and my two boys. They're 10 and 7. Well, you were there when the parks reopened, and I know you had all four of them. Day one of opening day, where'd you head? Magic Kingdom or someplace else? There was no place to go other than Magic Kingdom for us. <laughs> we just had to head straight there. And um, we so we were back, we were at Boulder Ridge then, and I'm asked cast members, made sure that the boats were running because staying at Boulder Ridge, I really didn't want to drive because that's almost like going backwards. So wanted to make sure the boats were running. They were, we were told they would run at eight and turns out they didn't start running till 830, but we were down there ready to go. We got on the first boat out of Boulder Ridge. They had social distancing on the boat. They had a lot of different boats that were running. Seems like they pulled out some old fleets from Animal Kingdom. Um, But they, so they had like, 
half capacity on the boat. They had markings on the seats where you could not sit. And, you know, it was space like would make sense every other row kind of thing. And even how you boarded the boat, they asked that families kind of wait until the family before you boarded. And then when you got off the boat, it was much more organized, kind of like an airplane. You would wait till the people in front of you instead of just everybody rushing off the boat. So, And then we got our temperature taken right at the boat dock. So they kind of redid that boat resort launch area with the boats. So that was new. So our temperature and our bag check screening and everything was done right there. The security with your bags is so much better because no cast member touches your bags. You kind of walk straight through you know, a security Thing. They ask you to get out metal water bottles and umbrellas, but everything else you just you hold it and you walk straight through. And so there was no hold up in lines. There was there was no like kind of rope drop. They were really letting people in when you got there. Magic Kingdom opened at nine. We mm-hmm. got over there, I think about 845, 840, and they just let us right on in. And so we we didn't wait a second to do our magic bands on the little Mickey. There's no fingerprint. You don't. Even, That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, you don't do your fingerprint, which I thought was interesting too. And then you just went right on in. Really, the one of the highlights for me was that moment walking down Main Street was just all the cast members were out on the street and they were just waving at us. And we felt like we were in a parade because we were walking down the middle of Main Street and they were saying, welcome back. And we're so glad you're here. And how full did the park seem that day? Really not full. We, uh, you know, there was people around us walking down Main Street, but I didn't for a second feel like anybody was too close. Once you kind of got in, we went, we went straight towards the castle. Uh, We walked, I think, through the castle and we headed for Seven Dwarfs. That was the first ride we wanted to ride. Um, It was a rope drop strategy 101. I know it was a posted five minute wait when we walked up. And we were, so that was the first cue that we kind of experienced with the plexiglass and all the markings on the ground. Obviously all the interactive features of the cues are shut off, but we were, it was a little bit longer than five minutes, but we were on and off that ride really quickly. By the time we got off, it was posted like 35 and then we went over towards Splash, but we, so we were there most of that first day of opening day. And we really did not run into a crowd at all. I took pictures in Frontierland where you can see maybe four people in the entire wide shot of Frontierland. I mean, it was just, we were, we were shocked. We were like, where are all the people? (laughs) So see, we can tackle this in kind of chunks here. So from a ride standpoint, Mm -hmm. longest wait time you experienced that day? That day was probably first splash. So everybody kind of headed for splash, obviously, with the news coming out about Splash Mountain. And we maybe waited 20 minutes. Everything else was could have been a walk on. We really noticed one thing throughout the trip as term in terms of wait times is that the wait times seemed to be longer than what they actually were. So if you had a 20 minute posted wait time, you would maybe wait five or 10. We also noticed that they cleaned the vehicles, the ride every two hours is what we were told. So when that happened, that did really slow down the line. When we were in Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway line, that was a posted 70 minute wait. And I think it was pretty much 70 minutes. 
And for the longer waits that you experience, get into some of the other parks, but generally speaking, for the longer waits you experience, did you feel like people were well distanced and the mm-hmm. you know, markings were clear and yep. you know felt pretty safe? Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody knew where to stand. Sometimes you would accidentally walk beyond a marker and then try to race back to the one you should have been on because, you know, the people were stopped in front of you or, you know, I I noticed if you had a bigger family, sometimes you took up more that entire six foot space, you know, so that was interesting. We've, we saw some families that were a little bit bigger. And so we just gave them a little bit, you know, like maybe one or two markings until we moved up ahead but everyone followed the markings and how was like ride loading you know i assume it was every other car but did you have the option of sitting together as a family if you wanted to what was what was the loading experience yeah, like from so the rides? they'll still ask you you know how many people in your party and you'll say four and then they'll put you you know in two cars right together like mine train we sat you know like in rows seven and eight and then they might skip and not seat someone till 10 and, and folks uh, seem to be, you know, wearing their masks. It sounds like you mentioned earlier on when mm-hmm. you're on Disney property, you were wearing your mask and yeah. it sounds like that, you know, people were, were good at respecting the mask wearing and that sort of thing. Or did you notice any problems there? No, I mean, I really paid attention to it. And it's funny how you do now that you're out in crowds, you kind of see people if they're not wearing their masks properly and, you know, percentage wise, I would say one or 2% were maybe not wearing their mask correctly. And Mm -hmm. there is a whole team at Disney World. They wear the bright yellow shirts. They look like they're part of like the kids activities at the pool. Um, But their their entire job is to just be looking for people who are not following the guidelines. And then they're very polite. And they'll even come back and correct you a second time, which we saw several times where they say, oh, pull up your mask over your nose. And then they go around the corner and then they still don't do it. And they would come back and say it again. Sounds like all the pre-ride shows are gone for the time being. So is not, that, uh, did that seem accurate? Um, no. Not all the way. Um, pre, okay. So there were a lot that were gone on... I don't know if we want to skip, skip around some parks, but on. Sure. We can, we can, yeah, we can, we can park hop. You can't yeah. do it for real, but we can do it virtually. <laughs> I love to virtually park hop. Um, in um, Animal Kingdom, we still did have the pre-show. So we did get to hear all of that again. It seemed like we were at Hollywood Studios on two different days. And on the first day, we saw more pre-shows than we did the second day. So Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, we actually did see the pre-show, which I was really glad that we did because there is quite a little, I don't know, surprise in how you get into the ride, which we did not see the second time. And I would have been really bummed to miss that out because that ride's only been open, you know, it was only open, I think, less than two weeks before the parks closed. So this is a new ride for a lot of people. Any rides that were closed? Just totally shut down. Yes, the people mover. Oh, uh, yes. That was really, <laughs> I know it's not like a big thrill ride, but that is one of our family's favorite rides. So you said it was relatively empty on day one. Did that persist throughout the rest of your stay or did it at any point it feel like the parks were starting to fill up a little bit? Yeah, that's a really good question because I feel like it kind of depended on the park you were in. Magic Kingdom, you know, has a pretty big footprint. I felt like people were pretty well apart from each other. We went to Animal Kingdom the next day. And again, that park is really big. We had plenty of space to move. We did not feel like there was a lot of crowds there at all. We had gone back to Magic Kingdom for two more days after that, because that was all that was open at the time. 
we went to Hollywood Studios on opening day. And that place was crowded as soon as so we had four days of low crowds, nobody around us kind of thing. We walked into Hollywood Studios and we could feel it immediately. We were like, wow, there's a lot of people here. Again, we we rope dropped in the sense that we were there before opening. We were walking down Hollywood Boulevard and all the cast members were out again. It was really great. The line for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway before the park even opened was already closed because there was too many people in the line. There was nowhere else for them to put the people in the line because the ride hadn't officially opened because it wasn't officially park opening. So we were like, we can't go to Mickey and Minnie. So I think we went back to Toy Story Land, which was not crowded. After that, we went to Galaxy's Edge and we that was probably the one and only time where we truly felt uncomfortable. There was, it was like a 55 minute wait for the Falcon. We didn't get a rise boarding pass. That's a whole interesting thing too. And it was just, it felt a little crowded. Now, later on in the day, I I think Hollywood Studios, I feel like is one of the more popular parks because it has all of the new attractions. But once those rise boarding pass times pass and people either get a boarding pass or don't, the park kind of thins out. So after 4 p.m., really, if people didn't get a boarding pass, they were gone. Well, since, since you mentioned it, what was the boarding pass process like for Rise of the Resistance? So there were three times where you could get a boarding pass. I like their, the thought behind this. It's not showing up because we did this in Marathon Weekend. I'm sure you might have as well, where we yes. showed up. At, oh, dark 30. I don't even know what time it was when we showed up <laughs> over at Hollywood Studios. Early enough that Disney transportation was not running. Uh, Yes, we were on the Skyliner and they were like, nope, you can't take the Skyliner over there. And yeah, so I like what they're doing that you you have three different times where you can get a boarding pass at 10 a.m., at 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. And it seems obviously the 10 a.m. time is going to be the trickiest time to get your boarding pass. We sat down, we're all ready to go to get our boarding pass. And it really seemed like my app wasn't working. When I went through to select the people that were here, it kept saying something went wrong, something went wrong. And I kept trying to refresh, refresh. And by that time, all of them are gone. I had read that their boarding passes are gone within a minute because they're doing a third of the day's socially distant allotment at each time. So Mm -hmm. one thing that I think if that happens to you, I took screenshots of what my phone looked like, because I was like, this isn't right. Like it should either say I got it or I didn't. But there's like an error message coming up at the bottom of my screen. So I was just like, well, we'll try again at one. Well, we tried again at one. And the same thing happened to both of our phones. My husband and I were both trying. And I posted some things on Twitter and people like, you probably need to go see guest services. There's probably something wrong with your, you know, the app not working. And, and I thought that they were probably right. So we actually went not to guest relations at the front of the park, but they actually have some guest relations um, umbrellas. They're blue umbrellas with cast members and iPads set up throughout the park. And so that was great too, because again, socially distancing, spreading out the line. And we waited in a line of like three people in front of us. I got up to the cast member and all I wanted to know was, is my app working properly so I can try again at four? She was really great. And she was like, let me just get you a boarding group. And so we were thrilled because I was not expecting that at all. 
I just wanted to make sure that I was doing it right. But she put us in a boarding group at boarding group 40, which at the current time, the ride was actually down, which that Mm -hmm. has been happening a lot. And I've, I've seen on Twitter that some people are getting stuck in the queues for quite some time next to a bunch of other people. So um, the next day, the app added an actual um, an estimated return time or like how long they think it will take for your group to get called, which I thought was a nice feature because we had no idea what group they were on or how long this would take. So we kind of had to go up and ask them, what what group are you on right now? That's a great feature. And also, I think right now, in order to prevent congregation out in front of the mm-hmm. ride, yeah. that, that's a great that's a great tool. Yeah. What about the pre-show on Rise? Have they abbreviated that at all? I mean, you've got the, I mean, okay, so really fast. For people who have not ridden Rise of the Resistance, spoiler <laughs> alert, fast forward a yeah. couple minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you've got the line queue and then you've got the Ray hologram uh-huh. and then you've got the shuttlecraft and then you've got the docking bay with uh-huh. the uh, the stormtroopers and then you've got the wait to go into your prison cell and yeah. all this was like, did any of that get abbreviated at not all? Not at or, all. No, it was weird. all still there when we went in with it was kind of cool though because they'll have markings on the ground and they were numbered and so they told you what number to stand on so if you were Mm -hmm. three in one room you would stand on the three in the next room and then when we got in the actual once we were captive prisoners and we got into the room where we would get on our ride vehicle, we only had mm-hmm. one other family with us. And they told them to stand on basically one corner, us to stand on the other corner. And then we both got our own ride vehicle. Did you notice at any of the parks, any other like implementation of virtual queues at this point or nothing, nothing new? No, th- no. The only other virtual queue was to get into the Splash Mountain gift shop. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we did that on the first day, and that was about a three to four hour line. Um, so, that oh was my a, god, yeah, that was a little crazy. Character meets, so I know they don't really have them right now. It sounded like more like impromptu parades or characters at a distance. Anything stood out for you about the characters? We thought the characters were awesome. My family is not big on character meet and greets. I'm the one that likes that. But the new character meet and greets or, you know, greets that they have were amazing. We, my boys and I were down right by the train station and Magic Kingdom doing a Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom card game. All of the Fab Five came out right on top of that little deck up there with some dancers and they were just waving to people. And that was just like truly magical to see all five of them up there waving. And they were so close to us. And we were like one of the only ones there in Galaxy's Edge. Ray and Chewie came out on top of some of like the speeder bikes over by the Droid Depot. It was just so awesome to see the characters kind of like where they would normally be hanging out. Like if you picture you know, these characters roaming the park, this is where they would be. Were there photo pass photographers out? And and did you feel like there were like opportunities for photos with them or no? Photo pass was everywhere. A lot of the places where we've normally seen photo pass, they were still there. There was a cool new photo pass over by Haunted Mansion where we actually got a hitchhiking ghost in our picture, which was really neat. 
they are very strict with you wearing your mask. And if you're not wearing your mask or not wearing it properly, they won't take your picture. Oh, so you have to say you have to say mask in the photo. Yes, you do. And they, uh-huh. yeah, they will not take your picture. But I love PhotoPass. I am a, I'm obsessed. My family knows yep. I'm obsessed. I want all the pictures. And I was a little worried about like these pictures I'm not going to love as much because we have masks on. It's, you know, you don't get to see your expression as much, but we did a few photo pass and I really do like them. And I think that they, they show the unique time that we were there and how different it was. What about restaurants in the parks? Uh, You know, were many of them open, closed? Like, did you get a sense? Yeah, a lot of the restaurants were open. A lot of the places that we wanted to eat at, we ate at a few restaurants and they were open. One thing unique with the restaurants is you have to check in online on your app. You cannot go up to the counter and say, hey, we're here ready for our, our meal. You have to check in online. There's a little button that'll show up that, and you can only check in 15 minutes prior. We tried checking in a little earlier at times and you couldn't. So they really had it, you know, distance out for people. Some of the quick services were closed. And I guess there were probably some table service that were closed that I'm just not thinking of. But Mm -hmm. we kind of, I don't know, I guess I kind of looked at the list before and we had made reservations. It was kind of hard to for in-park dining to change your reservation to a different time or like beaches and cream. I wanted it. We decided to, we wanted to get going a little bit earlier and I tried to change it to earlier and I could not. So Mm -hmm. there were some reservations that were definitely hard to get, but like Kona cafe we did. Um, and I was able to change that to like almost an hour earlier. So there were, was some flexibility in that. It sounds like you had some sit down meals. How crowded the restaurants feel for those sit down meals? They were not crowded at all. They There were tables that were spaced out in between that they purposely did not see to you at. And it seemed like that was all into their calculation on how many reservations they would take at a time. How was it visiting the World Showcase? Because I imagine that the cast members that would normally be sort of representative of the country are replaced by folks who are not necessarily from the from the country. Was that weird at all? Or did you experience that? It was weird. And I did think that that was a definitely a, you know, a downside to what's going on right now. There were not the kid caught experience was totally different. They, if you, if you've experienced kid caught before, you know that you go around to each country and you get a little bag and you get a postcard and you get to talk to a cultural representative and they tell you about their country and they sign your kid's name. Well, there is nothing like that going on. You just go to one country, you pick up one bag that has all 11 countries postcards in it, all of the stickers in it, like everything's in it. So you Mm. basically just stop at one stop and then you have it all done. Just a couple more questions here, Janelle. So you you mentioned before the show that you guys took a couple trips over to Disney Springs, but uh, something you mentioned caught my attention that you went once and it was such a bad experience that you were like turned around and you were like out of there. Can you just sort of describe for folks, uh, you know, what happened there? What was concerning to you? Yeah, we went over to Disney Springs on a Sunday night. Parks were closed and we we parked at Lime Garage and came down the escalator. And I just felt like it was a sea of people when we were coming down the escalator. We should have known because the parking garage was really quite full. We came down and I just could, I could not feel my six feet of space around me at all. 
and we kind of, we went in one store, there was no kind of like this way in this way out because all of the stores on Disney property, there is an enter door and there's an exit door. And so they don't want you crossing paths in the store, that store that we went in, we didn't feel like there was any social distancing going on. We kind of just stood there and were paralyzed for a second. And we're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And I didn't want to because I could see World of Disney, but I said, we, I think we have to leave. Like, this is not safe for us. And we turned around and we mm-hmm. went back up the escalator and there was just a sea of people coming down. Now I know everybody gets their temperature taken at Disney Springs, but I just, it was evening. I think it was maybe eight o'clock. It was a weekend and we just thought, you know, this is not the place for us to be right now. Transportation, Janelle, I know you mentioned you used the boat. Did you use any other, any of the other Disney transportation while you were on property? We used the Skyliner, which is just, if the Skyliner is amazing. I think it's a whole attraction in itself. We love the Skyliner and um, there were socially distanced markers there. Obviously each family got their own car. The, I, I just felt like that was great. We kind of picked our resorts based on where we were going to be. So we were over at Boulder Ridge when we were at going to Magic Kingdom mostly. And then we were over at Boardwalk when we were going to Hollywood Studios and Epcot. So we were able to just walk to Epcot, which was really great. We didn't get on a bus at all the whole time. We did obviously do the Magical Express at the end and they didn't have anything marked on the Magical Express. It was just kind of like assumed by that point, I think that you're all trained in the ways of socially distancing at Disney, <laughs> so you know where to sit. And since you mentioned uh, Magical Express, I assume you were flying back out of MCO. How'd you feel about the airport there? MCO was a little bit more crowded, definitely. And then when we landed in Denver, we just were felt like, oh my gosh, where's the social distancing? So that was a little bit concerning to me. I, d- I was messaging with one of my friends and saying like, when we flew out, we flew, we had a 6am flight and then we flew into a small airport. We flew into Charleston. So I felt like we kind of avoided some of this. I feel like if you are going to fly, it probably would make sense to fly at off peak hours. We flew mm-hmm. out of MCO at one forty and landed in Denver at like three thirty. So there was just a ton of people. And they really were not being socially distant at all, which the entire trip we were gone for almost two weeks, we felt the most unsafe at the Denver airport. We were just like, (laughs) oh my gosh, we have to like find a corner. Let's cap off with maybe, you know, we've talked a lot about logistics and social distancing and and those sorts of things. But Janelle, do you have a favorite memory out of this trip or something that really stood out for you that you just, you know, you really thought, you know, that was just a lot of fun? Really being at Magic Kingdom on opening day, I really just being back in the park. I mean, most Disney fans have just been at a loss without our parks, you know, for the last four or five months. And I've spent so much time on YouTube and just watching and waiting until I would, you know, get to be back there. And it was amazing. It was amazing just walking down Main Street again and being in the park and remembering all the things that you love about Disney and it's all still there. You know, it's, you just have to wear a mask and stay apart from people, which I don't think is a bad thing saying 
six feet apart from all these other people. <laughs> I see plenty of people every day. I'd love to say six feet apart. From, so. <laughs> yes. Well, well, and I guess, you know, one question I have is, uh, I think I know the answer to this because I think you've kind of alluded to it throughout, but I mean, it sounds like you felt safe throughout the trip that there, you know, there were maybe moments here and there, like the moment you mentioned at Disney Springs, but overall you felt safe on, you know, on the trip. Absolutely. I mean, Disney really did, you know, I was watching the Orange County um, meeting when they announced their dates and I was shocked that it was like July 11th. That's so long from now, but I knew that they were going to do it right. I knew that they had everything in place and, you know, all of the logistical things on the, my Disney experience and all of the park reservations and how they're, you know, keeping all those numbers low. Like they really have thought about a lot of things and they constantly are actually our email inbox has been quite flooded with like surveys that they want to hear from us. They want to say, how has been your stay? So Disney has done a fantastic job and truly, truly, I feel so much safer at Disney than I do probably in most other places in the world. Seriously. I always like to ask folks, you know, Disney charges a premium. Mm-hmm. I think we're all well aware of it. it I, I do think the calculus is a little different when you're a DVC member, especially if you're trying to use those points up before they yeah. expire. But did you feel like you got the value out of the trip that you were hoping for? Um, did you feel like it was a good value overall? That is a tricky question for value because you are right. We're, we're Disney vacation. We're annual pass holders. I think if we were not both of those, I don't know if it would have made as much sense for us to go especially opening week. It was just kind of easy for us to go because we had this trip planned anyway. We had an annual pass. We were able to get into the park. Truly for us, there, you know, it missing the nighttime entertainment, that was a bummer for us for mm-hmm. to not see Happily Ever After. That was a bummer. The park hours, there it's 10 hours a day in each park. That's it. And there's no park hopping. There's not really resort hopping unless you have a, you know, a dining reservation. So there definitely are mm-hmm. some things missing. I, you know, if this is your once every five year trip, I would not go. I would not go at all because I, I do think you are missing out on some things. But for us, I think I was counting this as like our 22nd trip to at least my 22nd trip to Disney World. So this is, you know, something that I'm used to. I love and our kids love it. It's like our second home. So you know, putting value for each person is kind of tricky, but for us, it makes sense, but for other people, it might not make sense. Well, yeah. And you hit the nail on the head, right? I I think for both safety and value, you got to go with what makes sense for you individually, your family, and it's a different calculus for, for everyone. So yeah, I think, I think you're hitting the nail on the head and, you know, frankly, having folks like you come on and talk about your experience, I think just helps, you know, folks understand what they can expect and make a better decision for themselves. So I, Janelle, super appreciate you coming on uh, this evening and really appreciate you sharing your experience at the parks with everyone. Thank you. It was really fun to talk to me. Well, I really appreciate Janelle coming on the show this evening and sharing her family's experience at Disney World during this period. I think it is just as I said, super helpful as people make these decisions about whether to go visit the parks or not, just to hear from others who've experienced it, how they felt. Uh, It sounds like Janelle and her family felt safe and they felt like they had value there, but Janelle was acknowledging that that's a uniquely personal decision and I I agree. So I'm just hopeful that these episodes equip you with the information to help make that decision for you and your family. As I've said before, we're not really endorsing anyone going out to the parks right now. I know Florida is really rough in terms of COVID these days. And so, you know, be careful, 
stay safe, make the right decision for you, your family, and your safety. With that, I just want to say thanks for listening to this bonus episode this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a written review if you're enjoying the podcast. Those reviews are really helpful in making the show more visible. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, or you have some recent experience at Disney World that you'd like to share in one of these bonus episodes, please reach out to us at dclduo at gmail.com, or you can find us on social media at dclduo. DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company, or the Walt Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Walt Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Stay safe, stay healthy, and have a great night. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.